0: Welcome back to episode 181 of Sci-Fi Watcher. Glad you could join us again this week on this lovely Tuesday recording of the show. As you guys notice, we have change the schedule around of the releases of these. Monday we'll be doing Doctor Who. Tuesday is the main Sci-Fi episode. Wednesday is the Orville. Thursday we'll be releasing the first. So adjust your schedules accordingly. I am Corey Charette. Mr. Brian Lee, what's going on? Hey,
1: Corey. Good to be here once again.
0: How are you? I am Good. I am excited. We did something different. We talked about this a while ago. We were going to say, let's do some shorts. That yeah. sounds like we're doing laundry. We're not doing laundry. We're going to watch some science fiction short stories.
1: Right. Some uh, independent kind of movies.
0: Yeah. Change it up a little bit. Instead of sitting down watching something for an hour and a half, two hours that we want to stab our eyes out, uh, Moontrap. <laughs> oh my God. That'll never go away. The Moontrap episode. You'll know why. Free on YouTube, Moontrap. Enough said. Uh, but yeah, so we figured we'll do this every four episodes, give or take. Do a little something different, fresh. You know, freshen it up a little bit instead of just well, here's a movie, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah blah. We're done.
1: Yeah, I thought it would be good to see some shorts. I, I don't think a lot of people give them a lot of love, so I thought it'd be cool to shine a light on them.
0: Well, especially now with all the uh, technology, you know, computers are cheap, special effects are easy to do on the on the dime.
1: Mm-hmm. What the hell, yeah. right? Yeah, why not?
0: So, uh, before we get to that, let's get to some news. And Brian's got a couple of Star Trek stories for us.
1: Yeah, some, some surprising news. Um, if you didn't know already, the, uh, Star Trek is going to have Captain Picard back. Captain Picard back <laughs> for for a show. Uh, before we didn't know what that show was, so we got a little more information. Um, and it says following the New York City. Star Trek Discovery panel. Uh, Trek Movie had a chance to speak to most of the panels during a series of of roundtable interviews. Uh, They spoke with Alex Kersman and Heather uh, Cannon, confirming that actually the plan is for the new Picard show to be an ongoing Star Trek series. Uh, They confirmed that they're planning to have multiple seasons, which is kind of cool. I'm kind of worried a little bit. After reading that, I'm like, isn't he kind of, you know, up in the age here? So uh, I'm excited, but I haven't watched any of the Discovery stuff. So I hope it doesn't link back to that. I hope it's its own thing. Uh, They said that the production um, expected to begin in April next year um, with possibly debuting early 2020.
0: Okay. If this is a Picard show, it shouldn't cross paths with Discovery at all because Discovery takes place before the original series, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. I hope there's no
1: like time jump. Or, I don't know. Somebody gets, goes into a portal, they show up in Discovery, you know.
0: So, Picard, if this is a Picard centric show, don't you think it would be kind of. Boring. I mean, I'm looking up online. Patrick Stewart is 78 years old. I That's mean, what I mean. I mean, he's, he's getting he, up in age. I mean, you can make him an admiral, uh, an ambassador. But, I mean, he's going to be like a secondary character, obviously.
1: Not if it's focused on him. It could be just his exploits after the events that happen on Next Gen,
0: you know? So, him going to play Solitaire... Him going to the <laughs> casino, you know.
1: <laughs> Old people can have fun too, you know.
0: I just don't know what you could do with his character without. He has to a, bring
1: his cane, you know.
0: I mean, unless you're going to do like Star Trek: The Next 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 Generation, yeah. where he's on a like another Enterprise. I don't. I don't know what you could do with his character. I mean, maybe they'll surprise us. You never know. I mean, he does. You know. I mean. I've seen Patrick Stewart in the last few years. He still seems pretty spry for his age.
1: He is, but I mean, at any moment, he could keel over. I know I'm sounding really negative here, but I mean, it's true.
0: 78 years old. I don't know. I mean, of all the characters in the Star Trek universe, Picard was probably my favorite.
1: I feel like he's probably the most beloved captain out oh. there.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah. You got the Kirk versus Picard, but I think Picard wins most of yeah. the time with people.
1: I mean, they had a lot more seasons than, than uh, Shatner did,
0: so mm-hmm. it's not fair. <laughs> True. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm still not going to get CBS All Access.
1: Really? You're not enticed at all?
0: Well, other shows have talked about it, but I'll talk about it too. I don't want to buy a service where the main component of the service is TV shows that air over the air okay i don't want to get you know i don't want to get i mean yes they're they're pushing they got the good wife spinoff they got star trek discovery they've got some other stuff they're doing too but the bulk of their stuff is going to be cbs shows well the other
1: thing that they announced which was kind of cool um but there are there are a couple episodes that they're releasing for star trek discovery that are kind of like let's get to know these characters episodes. And they focus on, I think, four or five characters next season, which is kind of cool, I guess.
0: I mean, I saw the trailer for season two. It's got a good Star Trek feel to it, but no, I'm not going to pay for it. I'll yeah. wait I'll wait until it gets to the Netflix, the Hulus or whatever. Granted, it might be five years down the road, but I'll wait for it. Yeah. But this...
1: We could do the whole free month thing and just purge, you know, oh my God. binge yeah. through.
0: <laughs> so we will be doing like 72 episodes of Sci-Fi Watcher in a 30 day period. <laughs> oh my God. It could be done. Or if we just get someone's password for CBS All Access, we could just go and watch it that way too. Oh yeah. No, 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 no.
1: Sci-Fi Watcher at safeproductions.com.
0: No, just, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what's the other sci- Star Trek story you got for us? <laughs>
1: so the other star trek story is star trek discovery mm-hmm. um and it's first look at rebecca romaine mm-hmm. as number one and uh it's it's posted here on slash film basically here's a first look at her as number one or yeah number two number one number two number one
0: number one she's a, she's
1: a number two person to play number one um, but anyway, it's a picture from her on Instagram in her getup, um, and she's supposed to be filling the shoes of Marjell Barrette, Brett, uh, Gene
0: Roddenberry's. It's Ma- Major Barrett. Major Barrett. Major really Barrett. God. She was the voice of the computer and all that stuff too.
1: Yeah, and in, in the pilot episode of the first original Star Trek, she was supposed to be number one, mm-hmm. um, but. I guess it was controversial at the time. She wasn't a known actress at the time. So she got the ax. But yeah, hopefully they're bringing her back. Well, they're bringing her character back in the new show. Um, It looks kind of funny because she's dressed up like the old series. But the other people in the show feel like they're ahead of her fashion wise. You know,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what do you think about this?
0: All right. Rebecca Romaine was a model. Yes. (laughs) Going to see where I'm going with it. She's a heck of an actress. I I enjoy her. I've seen her in a show called The Librarians. Mm -hmm. That was a good show. I enjoyed that show. I liked it. Uh, X-Men. I don't like the look of her in this.
1: But I mean, I I get that they're bringing it back to the period. Mm -hmm. But when you put her next to the other people that are dressed up, it doesn't look right.
0: Is she pulled in from a different time? It's like I don't, I don't know because it, it, it looks like the original series modernized a little bit. Get up!
1: Yeah, I guess so. I see the little touches because I looked up a picture of Magell, Majel Majel Majel. Yeah, I looked I looked a picture of Majel and she's wearing the same colored outfit, but hers is more of a feltish mm-hmm. uh, look compared to this more sleek look. Yeah. She has the same looks as the original actress. So you got that.
0: So is she playing the same character?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the same character. Number number 1.
0: Number 1 didn't have a name, I guess. I'm guessing.
1: I don't know. They they acted that episode because in the in the article it says that she played the pilot and then they reshot the pilot. And she wasn't in it, but maybe a handful of scenes. Well,
0: well, the, the, the original pilot I'm looking up now was, I believe, The Cage. Right. Uh, yeah, her character was called Number One. There was no name to it. It was Number One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I guess they're going to... Because Christopher Pike is in the show, right? This is, Isn't is the Enterprise yes. coming in? Yeah,
1: if you're looking at the the article there, the guy standing there is is Christopher Pike.
0: Hmm. So maybe maybe she's from another part of, um, another like another not another ship but like on an, an a star base somewhere, and that's the outfit they wear. Maybe maybe we'll see. I don't I don't know I don't know. <laughs> just I'm just snowballing it there. But yes, we're slowly getting into the original series there. S- yeah. People like it. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, we're gonna have to see what the reviews are when season two comes out.
1: And if anybody's listening, convince us to watch the show. Cause right now we're not convinced.
0: <laughs> I okay. Are you are you a Star Trek fan on any level?
1: Me personally?
0: Yeah. No, I'm talking I'm talking to the other guy on the podcast. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, me too. I'm not a diehard fan. I've seen probably everything else. Um but I don't know. I mean I'm not that much of a fan where I have to see everything that Star Trek does.
1: Yeah. I haven't watched any of it yet. And it's it's the same thing as you. I, I kinda refuse about this, you know, this additional service that is only
0: for this, mm-hmm. you know. Strange. Yeah, I just yeah, I mean if it was solely non CBS over the air shows that were on it, that'd be a little different. If mm-hmm. if they said, hey, we're making, like, if it was a Paramount channel, which, okay, UPN was a Paramount channel, but if it was a channel like that, which is say, hey, we're going to do all original content, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no spinoffs of stuff you have on TV, no actual TV shows you get, this brand new original CBS material. Right. Then, uh, all right, maybe I still wouldn't buy it. No, I ain't going to lie.
1: You still wouldn't buy it. Okay. I got,
0: I got Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. I'm good with that.
1: I know, it's just one more network you have to keep track of, and it's just too many. Really one too many.
0: And it doesn't have enough to justify spending the money for it. I agree, I'm with you. Speaking of Netflix, there's an article over at Mental Floss that talks about the 10 best sci-fi movies on Netflix right now, and I don't know if they're in any specific order here, but we'll go down the list, see if you've seen any of these. I know you have, but let's see if you have. Number one is her. Have you? Se- We've seen her. Did we talk about her?
1: I don't know if we did. I don't think so.
0: I do remember mentioning to somebody that Scarlett Johansson, who is a very attractive woman, doesn't show up at all in this movie. <laughs> I do remember yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, very good film. Uh, number two, Anon. Uh, I've seen that one.
1: Still haven't seen that yet.
0: Yeah. Clive Owen, Amanda Seyfried. We might have to do it on here just to do it. Okay. Uh, number three, we will see next week, Ex Machina. Ex Machina? Ex Machina?
1: Ex Machina. Yep.
0: Major Barrett. Okay. Number three is Ex Machina. That one I haven't seen yet, and uh, I do want to see. Which I'm glad we're doing it on the show because it's one of those films I'm like, I gotta see this. I gotta see this. Number four, 1993's Jurassic Park. Don't consider that sci-fi so much. I mean, it's sci-fi.
1: in The fact that you're bringing back dinosaurs from the past. So yeah,
0: it's a great film. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Number five, Rogue One, Star Wars story. It's a good film. Do you think it's a top 10 Netflix? I d- I wouldn't put it there. I enjoyed it, but it like I didn't need to watch it if I was a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Right, number 6 we did talk about Sam Rockwell film by Duncan Jones, Moon. If this is a ranking, this needs to be higher. Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is this is near the top of the list. Number 7 2005 Peter Jackson's King Kong. No. <laughs> I guess they didn't have any other films to put on this list. Number 8 Gar- Number 8 Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
1: That should be on the list. That's a good film. Definitely.
0: Number 9, I don't know this one. 2007 Stardust. It's based on a Neil Gaiman novel.
1: Uh this is more fantasy than okay. it is sci-fi. It shouldn't even be on here.
0: Number 10, one we said we are going to get to is the 1997 low budget independent film Cube. That is a great film. It is. It really I is. Love the sequel's not so much. No. I've seen them all, but it's just like that was but that okay, this sh- let's let's show age here. I rented this at Blockbuster.
1: Yikes, I'm sorry.
0: It was not, it was <laughs> at least on DVD, I'll tell you that much.
1: Well, yeah, during the time that was the only way of getting it.
0: Yeah, I mean so. this was pre streaming anything. Yeah. Pre-Netflix, pre-DVD Netflix delivery. That's how long ago it was.
1: I was working at a Hastings when that came out. So. Oh my
0: god, Hastings. Talk about regional show- stores. I forgot about Hastings. Yeah. Those still around? No, they went bankrupt. Oh, thank
1: God. Two two yeah. years ago. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. I'm surprised they were around that long. I mean, Our- look at Sears.
1: Sears just went bankrupt.
0: It, well, you know what? All right, let's 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 pause here on that. Um Sears. I saw that, too. I mean, Sirius has Craftsman and has Kenmore. That is worth some money. they got to be able to get some money out of that. From Someone's got to buy those oh, names. Oh,
1: they're, they're going to sell those off to somebody.
0: Yeah, I mean. Maybe, maybe
1: Home Depot or Lowe's or someone's going to
0: buy those names. Stanley Tools should grab, should grab Craftsman. Mm-hmm. And Kenmore, I don't know. Yeah, like Whirlpool or somebody will get that. Yeah, I mean those are the only two things they got left. I'm surprised actually. I was talking about this this morning. I'm surprised in 2018 Sears is still around.
1: It's scary they lasted this long, right?
0: Yeah, it really is. They're hanging on by a thread. I mean, they're. I mean, the only thing that made them survive as long, I think, is because they're in the malls. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. really it. All right, back to our regular scheduled program. Uh, James Gunn, we got an update on the Life and Times of James Gunn.
1: Yeah, surprise! We didn't have to wait long from him being fired from Disney for him to find work. Uh, apparently, he's going to be writing for Suicide Squad two for for Warner Brothers. And uh, I don't know. I think that'd be a good fit. I think he's kind of a a rogue element. I think he could, you know, bring some new life to Suicide Squad. I did. I think he'll do a lot better job than uh, than Ayers did, the original director. Um. Also, it's saying that this is not really a sequel. It's more of like a reboot. Oh, no. Yeah. Or a new take. It says it's a new take on the property and not a direct sequel to Ayers' film.
0: What are, what are your thoughts? All right. Well, first of all, this makes it sound like whatever James Gunn did, he didn't do. Cause, really? Well, you know, the fact that, that Warner Warner Brothers... Picked him up pretty darn quick makes you think that they think whatever accusations are against him is a bunch of bull.
1: No, I don't think that's the case. I think it's they're not as squeaky clean as Disney is.
0: Oh, you're right. Night and day.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that was the big thing for for James Gunn. He's working for Disney. It's talking, it's talking about pedophilia. You're you're you have a lot of theme parks and stuff like that and that just, that did not jive with Disney, so.
0: And the fact that Warner Brothers who owns the entire DC comic franchises whatever you want to call it, the DC comic movies. DC universe. <laughs> the DC Universe in terms of movies they grabbed the guy who made Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Volume 2 which made a buttload of cash for Marvel slash Disney
1: brainer i mean he's gonna have all the people that love james gunn
0: watching that movie exactly
1: built-in audience
0: well and he's already familiar with the comic book movie scene yeah and i don't know if he's familiar enough with the suicide squad stuff which i hope he is if not i think he's reading a lot of comic books right now to
1: no i think he's familiar but i think that it kind of fits with guardian galaxy because these are kind of misfits Mm-hmm. so it's not a stretch for him. I think it's kind of a perfect fit um and the fact that d c can overlook those things that he did in his younger years, mm-hmm. and he's actually you know James Gunn has apologized for it. he really should have deleted those things, but he didn't right um, have you Have you looked at all the stuff that he posted, or
0: no, I haven't
1: um, but it was a lot of joking, but it was crude jokes, so Everyone's made mistakes like that, in my opinion.
0: Maybe this will help the DC extended universe actually survive? It doesn't seem like they're doing that well. I don't know. I think
1: after seeing the Aquaman trailer, I think Aquaman at least has a chance. I just feel like DC can't write team-ups very well.
0: And that's part of their problem. Well, DC. Also, here's the thing with DC. I'm not a DC fan. I'm a Marvel fan. Yeah, DC's—I um, don't say franchises, but DC's properties seem more dated. They do.
1: They were—they were first. They were before Marvel, and they appealed to a different audience at the time. Mm-hmm. When Marvel came out, they're like the edgier version of that.
0: But Marvel's you know? Marvel's like fifty years old. Spider-Man is fifty plus years old, right? And it's still but DC edgy. is what 80 years old i yeah, don't know yeah something like 1930s i mean yeah but the problem is they can't update their characters like superman can never get updated to the 21st century feels like
1: yeah uh, they there are different archetypes are archetypes? yeah you know what i'm saying
0: um i mean batman's the only one that really can change with the times cuz he has money to buy technology and stuff
1: cuz he's a human
0: yeah i don't know i mean We'll see how it goes. I've never, I haven't seen the first Suicide Squad. I heard bad things about it. It's okay. It's, it's not great. I don't know. I'm waiting for the comic book movie, uh, um, whatever you want to call it, to, to implode on itself. I'm waiting for it like to collapse.
1: I don't think they can at this point. They're so, they're like too big to fail in a way.
0: Yeah, but it's going to have to. People are going to have to, you know, overload.
1: I think possibly, but I think they still got at least ten years.
0: Hopefully. Yeah. Well here's the problem. You know what's gonna happen is when it does when it does collapse, Marvel's gonna be sitting there with literally like ten movies that they have to release and no one's gonna wanna watch them.
1: I think the economies of scale are gonna happen and they're going to just make them for less.
0: So Iron Man but- will be aluminum man and
1: No. <laughs> just it's gonna cost less to make. Right. The profits are going to be the same or higher. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, smart move on Warner Brothers parts for picking up James Gunn. Yep. We'll see what Suicide Squad 2 does. Last story of the day, Doctor Who story here. This is a very long article found over at uh, Gizmodo. Basically talk about the Doctor's home planet of Gallifrey basically being a crappy place to live. They went through I thought ra- that's the
1: perfect story for you.
0: <laughs> yes it's a long, long story, but they talk about you know they go through all the episodes and stuff like that about the size of the earth. It's like one and a half to two times the mass of earth um the the binary star there's a there's a red uh, there's a red dwarf which would you know r- you know large and red when uh you know, ruin the life on the planet and I mean there's so much in here it's like talking about the radiation from the suns. The, the the silver hue on, on the plants, it, it basically, you couldn't live there. The atmosphere would be just toxic, and if you could the sun would destroy any life on the top of the planet. So, yeah, this is a nice place to think about, but you could never live there.
1: Is that what happened to it, basically?
0: <laughs> on the TV show, yeah. yeah, that's kind of what they did. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at it, though, so if you watch the show, most of it takes place in domes, like the cities are in domes, too. But I mean, there are episodes like 50th anniversary episode where the war doctor is out in the middle of this desert type area. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's like Mars, right? In a way. Yeah, kind of like Mars,
0: but not even as habitable as Mars.
1: I thought this was a cool, uh, you know, little article to geek out on for people that geek out on science.
0: Well, I love the fact when they when someone actually goes through and watches all these episodes and and does the science of it. I love when people do the science of science fiction. Yeah love that yeah it's great so uh make sure you check out this and all the articles we have over at safeproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher all right let's pull out our shorts (laughs) wait what what, sorry sci-fi shorts
1: what did i sign up for
0: i don't know (laughs) anyone watches the video this they're gonna be embarrassed here all right so as we talked about we're gonna be pulling three science fiction shorts from the dust channel and if we find them anywhere else we'll actually use those too over on the YouTube. Uh, First one is called The Scene, directed by Rajiv and Ilan Dasani, stars Odid Fair. He plays the commander, and he also appears in the first TV show, which Brian pointed out to me, did not even realize this. Yeah. This is a long one, 18 minutes and 56 seconds. And I thought, I honestly thought this one, I was going to have to read subtitles the entire time.
1: Oh, that did that bother you?
0: No, no, no. But I was I'm like, oh, is this a... am uh, assuming it was Japanese, Japan, maybe? I'm well, like, the first the first part of it was. Yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be this is from Japan. Um so I have to read the subtitles the whole time. I'm like, oh okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then it threw me off. Like, wait a minute, there's English in there. Yeah. And the subtitles disappear. I didn't understand the whole idea of the robots. Were they disguised as humans? Were they well, I mean,
1: there's Sleeper, They're sl- they're called Machine Sleepers and um basically the if you read the synopsis of it, mm-hmm. it, it says that there was a massive war between um you know, machines and humans, all like Terminator kind of. Yeah. Um so they they made this thing called the scene that's kind of like a demilitarized zone between uh- the humans and the machines. Mhm. And these humans that are also part machines had a flaw that they were also bombs, but they didn't know they were until they were triggered, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like they were spies in a way. And kind of like suicide bombers that didn't know they were suicide bombers.
0: So that's what it was. Very, very, uh, a terrorism feel to it. Terrorism. Yeah.
1: And also a kind of like uh, Israel Palestine kind of feel because of the 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 line in the sand and the two warring factions, you know.
0: Yeah, and the location of it too was like in the Middle East or something like that. The, 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 yeah. the, 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 the couple there were Middle Eastern descent. I don't know what language they were speaking. But yeah, it, was it just so I had says it.
1: Arabian Desert. It doesn't say it doesn't very specific. They probably did that on purpose so they don't offend one nation or another you know right um but this is in 20 no i didn't give a year sorry i'm thinking about something else <laughs> it just says in the not too distant future
0: yeah they like to do that
1: yeah so what What did you think about this overall i liked it mm-hmm.
0: um i'm glad it was a short i don't think that I'd, i would would have been bored of this if this had become a movie yeah um, there was enough there to keep me going. I love the whole I, I I put a cross be I had a cross between Terminator and the Hulk. Yeah. Where if you get angry, something happens to you. And obviously, as you saw with the woman, she calmed down, she didn't explode.
1: Right. It had a district nine feel to me a little bit too. Mm. Um, just the way it was kind of gritty. Um, and the mixture of the CGI worked Worked okay. There was there a was, few things. Yeah, a few pop-outs. There was one scene where um the main guy there was fighting one of the soldiers and like his display popped out in and out of him and it was kind of took you out of it.
0: And I wasn't a fan the, the last few minutes of it I wasn't a fan of. A little over the top to me. A little little I call BS on it. But when they're, when
1: they're um, the standoff between the, the humans and the machines, that
0: one? Well, the one part where they fire at the woman, even though they're told not to. And then the other ship's like, I'm going to go save that guy. Yeah. Yeah, a little too much BS there.
1: That part feels far-fetched. I, wrote, I put that in my notes, too, that these people are disobeying their commander wholly. He's like, stop. Don't do it. Stop. I'm going to go do it. Okay.
0: And he was, and they were somehow dodging the the uh, the 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 fire, and I was like, eh, it, was, it just felt so fake to me.
1: I just didn't like that they were dis- you know, they were disregarding direct orders, you know.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it was a little. That part was over the top. The rest of it was really good, but if they could have just somehow fixed that part, I would or have told it another way, you mean? Or? Yeah, it almost felt. You know, I mean, they were firing, and I'm like, okay, we're going to war now. But it, it ended with, you know. Things basically, everything being fine, except the woman's gone.
1: Well, it's because of, uh you know, basically the commander guy just says, take out that, uh, take out our guy. Right. Basically. We don't want to start a war over this one guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like the big guns they had out there too.
1: Yeah. I thought the CG was pretty good for this budget, you know
0: yeah I really didn't see much. I was like ooh, ooh. but uh, a little bit here and there, but you know I mean, you know, I mean, obviously it's a small independent short, so mm-hmm. you know nothing's gonna be perfect but i I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy this one,
1: yeah, I thought this was the better of the
0: three agreed, <laughs> Yes. agreed for twenty minutes it was it was it was just enough i I really got to enjoy it. It was like a good little short t v it's a nice nice t v show episode to watch,
1: mhm, yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to the next one called New Politics, written, directed, and produced by Joshua Wong, starring Zara, uh, starring Alicia Rose as Zara Anders and Jaden Chen as Jade Chu, five minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. Very really short. Yeah. Futuristic, white, white backgrounds. I was trying to figure out where this was going at the beginning. Like, why do I have to watch her get up, exercise, shower, eat food out of the trash, no less? Uh, I think it was a
1: misdirect, you know, uh-huh. building up and and building up for what she was doing. Uh, obviously, she's kind of like a celebrity in this. So, you know, they're showing the celebrity aspect because she was waking up. Uh, she got a phone call. She needed to go downstairs. Then there was like paparazzi or whatever.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um, then they said she's got to go to the arena to fight the... I guess the Asian faction or whatever.
0: Yeah, we'll say Asian. Cause we don't, there's no country specified here.
1: Yeah. This is two major superpowers. So mm-hmm. they're on the brick of war. They have you all leading up to, Oh, she's going to, she's getting into an outfit. You think it's going to be an armor, but it ends up being like a costume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, She gets into this machine. You're like, wow, they're going to duke it out. And then the magic happens. <laughs>
0: I love that. Really? I thought it was hilarious.
1: You like the Pong reveal?
0: I did. It was It was funny.
1: It was a little funny, yeah. It was I, just a big simulator.
0: It's Pong a, simulator. It's a five-minute short. Okay, so what? They playing in Pong. It's funny. It, it was worth five minutes. Yeah. I mean, you went any more with it, I would have been ticked off at you
1: and a, and a little behind the scenes here, we picked these videos by number of views, mm-hmm. and I think the number of views on this one was solely by the the ladies in it. I don't know, I could be wrong,
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, they're attractive, but i don't i don't I don't know. I mean it was short too, so that could have been helped, yeah, but yeah i I liked it. I love the pong aspect of it. that was so cute. it was just it was funny, yeah, and it's a good way to save on special effects too. it just it's pong ding ding ding. <laughs> think about it really you know fancy no fancy games or anything like that just a, a white stick and a white dot and back and forth
1: but i only saw one side of it i was like where's the other side
0: uh we only got it from one person's perspective pretty much oh um, that was it i guess our country or whatever our factions
1: it was funny with the build-up though because she's got all these dials she's turning on mm-hmm. and you no know, just pong.
0: yeah you wonder, if <laughs> go- you wonder if it's gonna be like some like sort of a mechanoid or something like that. Nope. Just a white paddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one here is called good business produced and directed by Ray Selvin. It's based actually on the comic good business by Simon Roy, which appeared in the heavy metal uh, magazine. Right back. Uh, episode, volume 34, number nine, four minutes, 14 seconds. So basically this is uh let's sell guns to one bug creature to kill another bug creature. Yeah, and
1: these bug creatures, though, I thought they were. I thought the CG was really
0: on point. There was a little a little stiffness. There was a little. I noticed a few of them moved a little weird.
1: Um, but I thought the main ones were done well. The Mm -hmm. ones that were done up close, I love the the translator, the one alien that has a translator like glued to his head. You know.
0: Yeah, they're like squid meets snail meat. I don't know. What it I, I love the whole idea behind these creatures. They're called, uh, Squids, Squoids. Scoids, yeah. I had to write that squids. What a great name.
1: That's a cool name. I liked it. Um, of course there's a, a female, uh, soldier that's not agreeing with these terms. She doesn't agree with giving guns. Basically they're giving guns to the aliens. So they'll kill each other so that they will be able to colonize without any kind of right. problems. Um I did notice like when they had a close up of the the girl's boot it was all shiny and no marring and I was like come on it'd be scuffed up if she's a soldier True But yeah I was just picking on that Um really not much to this but I mean the 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 ending was kind of cool
0: I don't know I just I didn't like it. I mean I mean it was great to that point, and then it's like at the end it's like oh, uh, yeah, you're trying to screw us, we're gonna screw you over.
1: Right. Uh, well no, well, was just showing that the aliens are smarter than you think.
0: Right. Well, I didn't trust those little ones from the get go.
1: <laughs> the little baby ones? Yeah,
0: no. I don't trust them. Yeah.
1: They look like shrimp, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna shrimp, be shrimp with with arms, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna be eating shrimp for a while now.
1: Yeah, those beady eyes. Ew.
0: I think this one got the the views because of just, I mean, the look of the creature is just pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought they did a really good job.
0: Yeah, who are, uh, you know, I mean, this is based on uh, Simon Roy stuff. I wonder if Simon Roy did anything else that was as amazing as this.
1: I looked up his stuff. I mean, I, I did a little research and he's got a website and he's really just an illustrator. He's got some cool concepts, too.
0: Hmm. Well, heavy metal's always got some weird stuff in it anyway.
1: Yeah. I can't believe that's still around. Oh
0: I, <laughs> Is it still around?
1: Yeah, cuz that um that article came out in 2011 is when that uh, comic was produced. So,
0: wow. Wow. I'm looking at. Yeah. It's been around since April 1977. Yeah,
1: I think I still see it in the in the bookstores.
0: I really don't look at magazines anymore because the internet is around.
1: You ever go to bookstores like Barnes and Noble or?
0: Yeah, but I don't go by the magazine section. That's usually in the front in the corner. Yeah.
1: I I take a glance every once in a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Go to Hastings and check them out. Right? Yeah. Right after you go to Blockbuster. Yikes. All right. I enjoyed this. I'll tell you, I enjoyed doing these shorts. This was kind of fun to do something a little different.
1: Yeah. And then also if anyone, you know, listening has any good shorts for us to watch, you know, feel free to send us some info.
0: Yeah, please send us the, send us the, uh, links to the stuff. And we'd love to see, we'd love to see some, uh, other shorts out there. Just doesn't have to be on this dust channel that we have links for in the show notes. Right. Definitely. So send that over to us. Let's wrap up the show. I want to thank Mr. Brian Lee for being here tonight. Brian, where can we find you online?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Brian says.
0: And find us at sayproductions.com com slash sci-fi watcher. We do live episode here, 8 PM Eastern time, 12 midnight UTC. Follow us on the social medias, post links out there for all of them. We do a lot of shows here. Monday nights, we release and do live episodes of doctor who at 7 PM. Eastern time. We release this episode on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, we release an episode for the Orville working up every week till season two. And then Thursday, we do the Hulu original, The First. So make sure you check all that stuff out. SaveProductions.com slash Sci-Fi Watcher. Next week, Ex-Bakina. We're going to be coming and talk to that about that. Make sure you let leave us your feedback on everything or anything we talk about, including stuff we haven't talked about yet. Sci-Fi Watcher at sayproductions.com Want to thank everyone out there for downloading this week's episode. Until next time, have a good one.